0: truth comes out as the fire burns Lord, comes to light as only embers glow the whiskey talks the west wind moans in the night the dead falls gathered and the branches are cut the kindling crackles and the smoke curls up the small sticks catch and the bigger stuff will burn The nook dies down as the dark descends And the pine is burned and the ashes cleanse The message smolders, is lost but finally sent Well Connie says she never seen the cougar so bold They're coming in the yard and they're stealing young colts And they drag him in the brush with the claws sunk in their nose
1: All right, welcome to episode 134 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. My name's Ted Sovin, he's Wacey Anderson, and we are back. It's the new year, and... Uh,
2: we're two weeks into the new year. Yeah, I guess. Much. Nine days, much, basically. 11 days. 11 we're days when the show in. comes out, so we're, we're getting there.
1: We're getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's the first two weeks of uh, 2023
2: treated you so far? It's been good, man. Been nice to get back into the rhythm of things, getting our shit together here to head down to Dallas, so... Yeah, got a couple ski days in, ski mornings, I guess, here in the Okanagan before we take off. So yeah, head not right back, head back to Calgary tomorrow, and we'll be ready to rock in Dallas. I guess this time next, this time when the show comes out, we'll already be in Dallas making. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we're recording Sunday night. Um, I haven't paid attention to the score lately. Um, the NFL playoffs are almost set by the time you guys listen to this, I guess. It'll they will be, be set. Uh, they will be set. Oh, and mm-hmm. Green Bay is still beating the the Lions. Interesting times. So, um, what's it been, Wace? Uh first part of the new year. Uh it's been I guess the biggest thing I learned this new year was how to play pickleball. I'm a pretty big fan <laughs> of that
2: game now. Hell of a sport, hey?
1: Oh, dude, I don't know, uh, I don't know where it's been all my life. Uh
2: it's it's it, funny. It's funny you haven't like crossed paths with it at this point yet. Like it's it's, it's sport that's right up your alley. It's kind of like curling as well. I'm surprised that you just took up curling this past season. Yeah, it's kind of sport.
1: kind of wild. Day, there two like...
2: two sports that are like right up your alley. They kind of look like align with golf. <laughs> <laughs> as two I was, really good head sports.
1: I was just thinking about this this evening too, and like all the different things that that we're doing now, right? Like, well, um, like I guess pickleball will be kind of a thing now. Um, I've played a little bit of tennis here and there. Um, what else? We played some badminton uh don't like lots big into golf uh back kind of with hockey again you've probably played less hockey than i have this it's winter the almost least, it's
2: the least amount of hockey i've played in my life yeah
1: you've hardly mm-hmm. played any hockey but mm-hmm. it, like there's all those different things and then uh i feel like there's something else too oh we got doing some bowling last year <laughs> yeah. too but like there's lots of different activities that that we're doing now that i it's crazy
2: you know, the amount of new things you've done since you've joined the winter club though like it's that's true too like, I've only been there a couple times, but it's ridiculous what they have there. It's like, there's a lot of so fun, many. Oh, man, it's crazy the activities they have in that place. There's just... you can do pretty much damn near anything in that damn building.
1: Yeah, it's quite the place. Quite mm-hmm. the place. Um, what I was gonna say, uh, yeah, pickleball though, man, I'm a big fan. And it, like, for those mm-hmm. that haven't played yet, it's uh, I would say it's a cross between tennis and ping pong,
2: yeah, it's like full size ping pong. Yeah, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? It's, it's like full things. size
1: ping pong. Yeah, it's like so much fun though. I loved it.
2: What I tell people about pickleball is it's, it's the low barriers to entry. Like you don't have to be like a super athlete to be good oh, yeah. at pickleball. Yeah, yeah I lost you, anybody can pick it up and it's it can be uh quite a bit of fun for anybody.
1: I lost to a guy that was probably like eighty years old. It was embarrassing. But
2: man, those guys yeah, the, those old me. those old boys got it down, dude. They got the strategy, they know how to get spin on the ball. It's we oh, yeah, I play quite a bit or I've played quite a bit with my Scott and his dad out in Kelowna, and yep. his dad is a wildly old veteran at pickleball. He's making <laughs> it happen. So this kicks your that's, ass. That's the, it's the cool thing about it, though. It's like anybody can really play and be good at it because it's it's like it's a double sport. It's when it's, it's best yeah. played, so it's yeah. super fun.
1: Preston and I already mm-hmm. talked about it we're gonna uh we're gonna play uh, play some here sometime, and you and I talked about it already too. So gonna there's get a
2: giant pickleball, pickleball center in Vernon, like a giant one. Like the oh, pickleball really? is oh, I think it's the, the 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 sport of the city, really. Pretty much. Oh, cool. yeah, I don't know. That's it's it's huge though. It's crazy.
1: So so we're thinking uh, I don't know what it's gonna look like yet, but we're thinking about what kind of uh cowboy shit pickleball invitational kind of event we might be able to have at some point. So we'll see here some it'd be a
2: good uh it'd be a good sport for like a like a cowboy fun tournament or like a defender a tournament, just because like yeah. again, anybody if you've never played, it's so easy to figure out, it'd be really fun.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't take long, right? Like a couple warm up no. matches and bam. Oh, hmm. by the way. Lowell uh, called me while I was away last week. Um, Cowboy Hockey Tournament is like the seventh uh, and eighth of February, or somewhere in there. Seventh and eighth. No, sorry, like the no, it must be the tenth and eleventh. Fourth
2: and tenth and eleventh. Okay.
1: Yeah, February. So we'll be back in Hannah once again this winter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going to be a nice, Hannah. fun trip.
2: But yeah, no, that, that we're back, back at it. It's going to be what we've been going for a lot of years now.
1: Yeah, yeah, a long long time. So mm-hmm. uh so yeah, Lowell called me. Uh gonna go back there again. That'll be a lot of fun. a Couple things we're looking mm-hmm. forward to this winter. I guess the weekend before though, the PBR Canadian Cup Series returns uh to Red Deer. You good to start off mm-hmm. the year there in Red Deer. Uh PBR side of things, Jose Vitor Leme won this weekend. That was uh cool to see. And they that, and they sold out
2: going. MSG. Yeah. That's I think we've done really it a cool few thing, times. Man. Was That's that the really first cool. time? The, I don't know. They were making a big deal of it on social media. So it was, yeah. it was just cool. I was just cool to see like, that's an iconic building that that's cool to yeah. see a bull ride and sell it out. i in, so. in New yeah, York really city. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: So pretty cool. Madison square garden, like you say, uh, but Jose, so I was looking at the standings and he won, uh, he won the event. He's only been a one so far. Some of the other people have already been to like six because they started uh-huh. back at the start of January or December, December. So yeah, like, they've been going or going hard. Yeah, there was one, there was two during the NFR. And there was one before Christmas, one after, so four, four and then
2: one last weekend, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So there's Albany been like, was last
2: weekend, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: there's been like five or six events already on the, like mm-hmm. on the UTB, like on the main top series. So, but mm-hmm. Jose Jose's only been to one and I got looking further down the standings and that thing, it's still top heavy. And I still got to say, like, I think that it, this, having these two seasons kind of devalues this world title race a little bit. If I was going to like.
2: It kind of dilutes it. Like they're just like, yeah, a, there's no break. Way to put there's, it. there's no off season to like, kind of build to, re- to rest. Or, yeah. yeah. To get a break for their those. bodies. It just like all funnels into one another. And it's hard to explain to people like what the hell is all going on with it. So
1: I also haven't paid enough attention, but I wonder like how many guys aren't going, like how many yeah. guys in the team series? Like uh-huh. I'm trying to think of some names I can, you know, like point out here. There's gotta be a few that aren't going to both, but I, I don't know who they are right now. I'd have to like look further into it, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I see no, he's there too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. It seems like yeah. a lot. Like Dalen Swords was there. Obviously, he's a New York guy. He's gotta go there,
2: probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, hasn't been having too hard hot of a start to the season.
1: Doesn't look like it.
2: Yeah. But, he's and even, probably, but even you look He's you look... probably
1: fucking tired, Wacy. He's probably wiped out. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's yeah. probably sore mm-hmm. and hurt, and he had no time to heal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is not great for your superstars and your last year's world champion, but like, how do yeah. you how do you ride both twelve months of the year? You gotta have a break.
2: Gotta have a break, man. Football that's,
1: players have like a six month off season.
2: Well, I was, even about, I was about to say even like for the Canadian season, like really, it's only been two and a half. It'll be two and a half months basically off from the, yeah. the finals to now, which is a better but break, then, but that's not much of a break.
1: No, and the guys up in the Canadian tour unfortunately aren't even making a living at it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. the guy like who won last year now, Nick Tetz. I think he won a mm-hmm. hundred grand for the season, right? So he, he's a young guy, like what, 21, 23, like not that young. So a hundred grand for, for him, not, doesn't have a mortgage yet. Probably like isn't making crazy vehicle payments. Like a hundred grand there is, is he's having an early mm-hmm. great year. Right. But like Andrew Alvarez leading the PBR standings, he's won a hundred thousand dollars in five events in mm-hmm. the main world mm-hmm. standings. So I don't yeah.
2: know. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just—they're just trying to hammer home the point of rest is good for those guys. Oh yeah, guys. I'm
1: so, with you. Yeah. I think they need yeah. big time rest. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is. Going It'll be interesting to see
2: great. what their approach is now after a full teams team year, and see after the World Finals coming up, looking at like what the guys, are, what kind of shape yeah. the guys are. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? would like,
1: hope. I would hope that they get a. I hope they get a real break. but I don't think they're going to get one. Mm. But yeah, uh, the other side of that is that there's a lot of guys in the standings, like the top 20, uh, what is it? Here we go. Top nine. Oh, geez. Like top, top 20. i have like about $10,000, one, at least 10 grand. But uh-huh. Like to go to six events for $10,000, like beating up your body, your life's on the line. Like number 45 guy in the world right now has got $0, one on the year. And he's probably yeah, been to six events. He's always been to <laughs> yeah, one that's event. That's not a good deal. Right? Not like, Oh deal. man, that's, that's mm-hmm. a tough go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about it a little bit and I, the other side of side of it too is a guy like Jose if he doesn't have to go to all the events if if I was a guy like him I would pick and choose where I go because the way that the bull riders are and a guy like that that's at the top level I know that they sometimes try and limit the way that the guy like you have to go Remember, like Dakota like had to go or he was going to get kicked off tour or whatever it might be like Uh I think they're having less and less guys now that can go and more guys that turn it down and with the way the season is structured there's probably lots of people turning it Turning out like not going every weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. I was Jose though. I would just like go to the ones I really wanted to when I was feeling right. And if he can go and, you know, win every few times he goes, why would he go beat himself up every weekend? Maybe go one, maybe go once a month. Well, even
2: so, and even so, looking at the team thing, now he's getting a guaranteed paycheck through that. And yeah, he can win, win like a good amount of money just doing the focusing on the team deal. So, true. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's less value put on the individual season now. Unless like, and there's less risk on the team side because he is getting that guaranteed paycheck, right?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to say, man. But I, I still think that. Well, and I saw the news the other day that, uh, like Richard Childress Racing and, uh um, I forget who else it was right now, but th- they bought those teams, so they were operated like PBR still owned those couple teams, but they sold mm-hmm. those franchises now. So there's eight teams that are owned by outside entities, which I think cool. is pretty, pretty neat that way. So like, I still mm-hmm. think we could have a full season like maybe maybe at some point the world title race is more of a feeder system for the team series just to bring in new people Mm -hmm. although they can bring in they can do it the other way anyways but maybe maybe this season goes away and the individual world champion is the mvp of the team series why can't we do it that way where it's six months of the year we have a team series with the professional riders, and then they have you know maybe a few other events otherwise but maybe the league ends up being the the team series down the road. I, when
2: I, then if you have an, a proper off season, you get a chance for guys to train and, and kind of yeah, get down for that. And you have better, better performing athletes at that point too. And yeah. the new season comes around. It's like any other like professional real sport, sport, right? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah.
1: So I'm with you on that, man. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh, wrap up the first half though. Just let everybody know. Uh, we're going to go back uh, to a few of our shows that not everybody might've got to see. So we did a few of our live shows at the Canadian finals rodeo in the trade show and uh folks have asked us about those shows they didn't get to go they wanted to kind of hear what they were so we're going to go back and uh and show a few of those here this winter a few times and uh we appreciate the feedback on the post of the day waste you put out and we're asking people about uh about who they want to see on the show so we've got a few more shows like we're going to keep on with the shows every other week for the year uh and we're going to do the usual but uh but yeah we're going to go back to a few of these cfr shows for part of the winter here too so Enjoy this week, and uh, we'll be back with the with the bottom half after our interview from the forty eighth CFR. Is that what it was? 48, 48, 48
2: CFR, CFR forty eight, man.
1: Yeah, so check it out. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you in a bit. One two three. <makes> sound
0: sound> one two three. Uh. Nah 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 nah. nah. I need somebody to help me say it one time.
1: Okay, our first guest on the first show for 2022. She's qualified for the Canadian finals rodeo in both the ladies barrel racing and the breakaway roping. Not one, not, well, not one, but two. Two, (laughs) yes. And she's actually the leader for the 2022 ladies all around title in Canada.
2: And technically she's the leader for the all around title yeah, yeah technically yeah, technically so the
1: entire all-around title <laughs> the entire but all-around. also the ladies all-around title she's from Longview Alberta please welcome Brady Whiteside yeah Woo. this is when you guys clap yeah 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 <laughs> yeah there we go first <laughs> guess thanks everybody alright she's a uh, alumni of both New Mexico Junior College and Texas Tech a four-time Canadian finals rodeo qualifier and former qualifier for the College National Finals Rodeo. She's originally from Dalhart, Texas, but now in Pinocchio, just up the road. Uh, please welcome Shelby Spielman. Woo. Woo. Texas. Texas. <laughs> and our final guest today, she's Miss Rodeo Canada for 2022.
2: Please welcome Jaden Calvert. I think she's supposed to be doing a shoot tour right now, too. So. Oh, really? No, it's like oh. she's making time for us. I'm just saying that we're more important than the shoe tour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, go ahead. So, uh, Lakota Bird
1: called me uh, probably like three or four weeks ago. And she was like, hey, Ted, can you help us get a prize for the the ladies all around? And I'm like, wait, the ladies don't qualify for the all around? And so we got trying to figure this out. And so... uh, so, she wanted us to make a pair of Spurs, and I, and I called Montana. So, so, for those who don't know, I work for Montana Silversmiths. And so, I called Montana. And they're like, no, we can't get a set of Spurs made. So, I called, and I was like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? So, I figured it out, and we got a buckle made. So,
2: oh. So. Ooh, a buckle. The
1: first time, the 2022 Canadian Pro Rodeo Ladies All-Around champion buckle right here. Sponsored by Cowboy Shit Live. Yeah. And Montana, Montana Silversmiths. Yeah. And, but wouldn't have happened if Lakota and uh, Shauna wouldn't have called me. So, we've got the... The buckle here, you, I know, I don't, it's like the Stanley Cup, I don't know if you want to, like you don't want to maybe hold well, it, I'm, I don't want to jinx anybody. I, I don't rodeo anymore, so I'm probably not going to win yeah, it. Yeah, but ho- ho- I don't know, I don't know, you can, <laughs> yeah, but check it out. I thought you'd like to, you two would like to see it since you're both in the running for, uh, right, because it's essentially between the two of you for the week, right?
3: Uh, mainly just Brady, because she's here in both events.
1: But with the, but with the way that it pays though, the breakaway doesn't quite pay at the same rate as the barrel racing this year, is that correct? Or is it the same money all the way?
4: Yeah, that's correct. I think it pays fifty-five uh, hundred around. Oh, it does. Okay. Um, so yeah, but really good.
1: <clears throat> so, but but I guess it still comes down to this week because there's so much money on the line. So it's kind of it's not over yet, right? Yeah. No, it's not over till it's over. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And there's and uh, your sister Kylie's also in the race too. Oh yeah. Right? Because she's both events too, right?
4: Yep, yeah, she is.
1: Has <laughs> a good week. She could end up winning the
2: buckle too. Dang! Some sibling rivalry. Yeah. What What is that like in the in the Whiteside household? You're competitive a bunch. Your dad's a competitive fellow. I've been around him a bunch. So, 12-time Canadian finals qualifier Travis Whiteside and Canadian champion as well.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually pretty good. We, I guess, make each other better. But it's 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 good to have somebody that's there as wanting to be as competitive as you, and then it kind of pushes you to be better.
2: Has there ever been a time when you two have like came to blows over something in the arena, the practice arena at home, or? Yeah.
4: Uh, no, I mean, we have our fair arguments, but um, not really,
2: to be honest. What about traveling together? Has there been any ditch fights or any of that type of stuff?
4: Yeah, there's lots of those, honestly. We have get, we get in quite the arguments and fights, but usually we work it out or we just stop talking to each other.
3: I was going to say, Mariah and I have seen them fight over how to set up a pin in Cranbrook before.
4: <laughs> that that happens often. Usually when Kylie gets one thing in her, her head, it's that or it's nothing, so I just usually eventually back down and let her have it her way
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jaden we had breakfast this morning and we're kind of talking about heading into to this year's Miss Rodeo Canada competition and how strong the field is why don't you talk about that
5: absolutely we have three young ladies competing to be Miss Rodeo Canada 2023 and those judges we have four main judges and then another that'll swap out for horsemanship uh, tomorrow Those three young ladies are all very, very competitive and represent their own rodeos so well. I would not want to be judging this competition. We have Miss Pinoca Stampede Mackenzie Skeels, Miss Rodeo Wainwright, Harley Zack, and our final contestant is Martina Holtkamp, who's representing the Strathmore Stampede. So please pay attention to that during our competition. We have horsemanship and public speaking tomorrow, so tomorrow's a big day for the Miss Rodeo Canada contestants. And after the fashion show on Friday, we will be crowning in the dirt during Friday night's performance.
2: What would you say are the most important qualities for Miss Rodeo Canada?
5: Ooh, good question. I well, I think our, uh, our Miss Rodeo Canada competition sort of covers all of the basics. Horsemanship is worth the most, so these ladies have to be able to ride horses very well, but not just their own horse. We are actually, our contest is based on riding a horse that you draw randomly. You get five minutes to warm them up and then you have to compete in a very intricate pattern. So we will test those girls' ability to navigate that tomorrow. Public speaking is a big deal because you get put on the spot all the time and have to be expected to command a room and give some public speaking. And um, just being a friendly person (laughs) is very important because Miss Rodeo Canada gets to act as a spokesperson for all of Canadian Pro Rodeo. So she needs to be approachable. And I think that all three of our contestants this year have those qualities and it'll be a race until the very end, I guarantee it.
1: What's what's been your most memorable uh, public speaking moment of uh, your 2022 season? I have a feeling it might be Armstrong, but I don't know.
5: Oh yes, Armstrong, you put me on the spot, Ted. Uh, (laughs) Yes, when Ted found out that I was only in Armstrong to do things for the rodeo during the September long weekend and there was a PBR, was that the Monday? or Sunday? Sunday night. Sunday night was a PBR and I didn't have a horse to carry the Canadian flag, which of course is my number one job. <laughs> um, so he asked if I would be interested in doing interviews with the contestants behind the shoots and I sort of gave him a deer in the headlights look <laughs> because of course I've been following rodeo all year long but I didn't know what was going on in the pro, uh, pro rodeo bull, or pro bull riding ranks. but. He gave me some pointers, and we made it through. So thank you very much, Dad, for that opportunity. It was a lot of fun.
1: Thanks for doing that, though. That was uh, we were trying to figure it out because honestly, there was like we were thinking we were gonna have maybe twelve or fourteen bull riders show up that night. It was kind of we were looking for something to do, and and I knew you were there, and I wanted to include you, and I thought it'd be a neat crossover from the CPRA side to the PBR side, since a lot of these events are kind of. Um, you know, in conjunction, in, in, in a way. So yeah, we got we uh, between Blaine Fison and, and the crew. We kind of were like, yeah, let's. He's like, yeah, let's give it a try. So we uh, we got to figure it figured out. And Jaden did a great job, though. So kudos to you for. Thanks, for Ted. Yes, the it.
5: Armstrong IPE was a lot of fun this year with the rodeo during the from the Wednesday to the Saturday, and then the PVR on the Sunday. It worked out really well. So I think we can look forward to some more crossovers like that in the future.
2: Brady. Well,
1: but going to that question, though, too, Br- I think I was reading up something, Brady, that's your favorite rodeo, Armstrong, too, which I think it is for a lot of contestants in, in Canada. Okay, nah.
4: Yeah, for sure. I definitely love that one. I mean, the crowd and, like, just the energy is just, I, I think it's second to none.
1: I think the, the thing that it is, the thing that, one of the things different with Armstrong is it's a night perf, under the lights, uh, in BC, kind of a different crowd that way. It's like Watch a of hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Is not don't you know somebody from my Armstrong Macy? I might be one of those dirty hippies myself, <laughs> so the night perf though it's like it's a pretty uh, pretty neat neat atmosphere that way, where you know in Alberta in the summertime the sun doesn't go down till eleven p m so we can't really have any night perfs
2: in Alberta, so no night perfs at Teepee creek no <laughs> the sun doesn't go down, then the only night perf happens in the beer gardens afterwards. <laughs> Okay, um, Brady, we were race. talking before we come on stage here. Uh, breakaway roping and barrel racing are very different events and would require different ways to prepare for them. How do you approach it, heading especially even heading into the CFR, how is your preparation process for each event?
4: Well, breakaway roping, uh, barrel racing is probably my main focus. So, I mean, I'm happy that it's the first event, so I can kind of worry about that and then go on to my breakaway roping um, with it only being Saturday and Sunday, so it's kind of nice to get warmed up, um, kind of have a routine, and then just kind of have the breaker horse saddled ready to go and then change my mindset after the barrel racing.
2: Well, something we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks is starting the rodeo off with barrel racing. It could be a question for both you and Shelby. How do you guys feel about having barrel racing as a first event at a rodeo?
3: Uh, I personally really appreciate it, and I think it's the easiest for everybody in production. The ground's ready. We get our stuff done and we're out of your way. The tractor can leave, and... It's quick and fast that way, instead of having to stop the rodeo, set up barrels, start over pretty much. And then, yeah, I think it's quick and easy and we know when we should be ready and in
4: and out. I would definitely have to agree with Shelby on that. I I definitely like it when it's the first event.
2: I know like all the rodeos I worked this summer, I loved when the barrel racing was at the beginning because it's a really high energy event and it's good to kind of get the crowd warmed up and people excited and, and kind of ease them into the perf rather than starting it off with something else that may not be as quite as exciting at some points of it. Are you trying to say that the other events aren't as exciting? Oh, I mean, there's a reason why the bull riding's at the end. It's the dessert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, having the barrel racing first, I I, w- I wasn't... I don't think I'm, I'm still. I think I'm still not for it at times because I like the way it goes from you have two really good events back to back with the barrel, uh, barrel racing and the bull riding. So I'm not totally maybe sold on it yet. But but hey can, try and convince me. Like I'm kind
2: of getting convinced a little bit with it being first that way. So I, well, and I, I think can, I think you have to bring up the ground too, right? Yeah, like, definitely. what's well, You can't have barrel races on the show and not talk about the ground. That's I would say at the beginning of the rodeo is probably when the ground's at its best. I know we did uh, Lethbridge earlier this year before the slack and like, if they didn't do all that work to the arena beforehand heading into the rodeo, it, it poured rain like halfway through the rodeo and you would not have been able to run barrels after that big downpour. So having it at the start of the rodeo actually helped continue the perf on and then again it's it's just a good way to get the crowd into it so I don't know if you guys can speak to that as well. Um,
3: I think it's a pretty easy event to understand too so starting it off for somewhere like the CFR where everybody might not be uh, familiar with what's going on it's pretty easy to figure out the purpose of barrel racing so it might get the crowd a little more involved in that sense. Everybody loves a
5: horse race.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well you can look at Calgary right like they, they started off with the perf with the barrel racing now and that's that's what the loudest the, the grandstand gets at some points. That and the wild pony racing, right? And the wild pony race, that's crazy, man. That one was one of the loudest things a lot of times this summer.
1: But, uh, but part of that too is that when you have to water the ground, it, it doesn't dry out as much probably during the perf. There's a couple hours, there's less stuff going on. Like that, it really is the best time. I guess that's why it's changed, right? So it, we better just get used to it. That's just how it's gonna be now.
4: Yeah, I mean, especially if it's 30 degrees and you got an afternoon perf, if you can water the ground and then the rodeo's about to start, it's kind of more prepped for the barrel racing. I don't know. I think how much I it get you should be get convinced it should be first.
1: Yeah. How much does it change, though? <laughs> like, how much would it slow down if it dries out that much? And does it become unsafe if it, like, throughout a perf, like, is that part of part of the issue or is it this the best time to do it is at the, at the start?
3: Um, I think you're talking to two barrel racers who <laughs> are not the most vocal about ground, but <laughs> um, it always is going to be the best when it's at the beginning. Like, there hasn't been a million people walking in and out, um, and the tractor will always have done its best job at that point in the rodeo. I think it's like anything. It, cattle get better at the end of the rodeos. Like, maybe the barrels is better at the beginning of the perv, the first round. Like, I don't know. There's so many factors; it's kind of hard to nail it down, in my opinion.
2: Well, and coming into the CFR, do you guys get to have any input on what the grounds like, or kind of suggest like what maybe how they build it up heading into this week?
4: Um, honestly, I kind of just leave that up to the people that know more than me, <laughs> so I don't usually complain.
1: <laughs> um, I was reading uh, up on a few things, Shelby, and there was a, a challenge you did this past winter. Called, it was called 75 Hard. Is that what is that what it was? Tell me, tell me about yeah. this this uh, thing you did last winter?
3: Um, I actually did it with Mariah, my traveling partner. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think we might be crazy, but it's called the 75-Hard Challenge. So for 75 days, um, you do two workouts twice a day. One has to be outdoor, and they both have to be 45 minutes long. Uh, Ten pages of a nonfiction book you have to read, like actual hard copy book.
2: A learning book.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, No alcohol, follow a diet, and take a progress picture of yourself every day. Um, I don't know, I guess I could say Logan is what drove me to do it because he kept saying I couldn't, so. <laughs> I don't know, it, it was a good, it's more, there's no rhyme or reason to it other than the mental game and being able to say that you did it, really.
1: What did, what did you find uh, the hardest part of that and what did you find the most beneficial when you were uh, through it and at the end and what have you kept doing and then I got to ask after what books you read?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, I think the hardest part, honestly, was sitting down to read a book. Like, that's pretty bad, (laughs) I know, but I would always save it till the end of the day and I just didn't like it that much. Um, The two workouts was pretty beneficial, I'd say. Like, I didn't have a lot of weight to lose or anything, but I got a lot of muscle tone and um, whenever you have to go outside in the winter in Canada, you kind of learn to appreciate things like that. So, Um, and I read a lot of books. Um, I can't even remember them at the, right now, but I have them at home if you want me to send them to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ted's a big book guy, so you probably would want to. Um Jaden, going back to something you touched on with the queen competition, how you have to get drawn to a horse. Have you yourself had any experiences this year rodeoing and getting things in a little western? Any on bad a, draws? On a, <laughs> any bad draws at some of the rodeos this summer?
5: That's a good question. I've been super fortunate this summer. I've had a lot of really great horses to ride, and I thank the rodeo committee so much for respecting Miss Rodeo Canada enough to, to provide really awesome horses for us. Um, I was bucked off once this oh. summer, and it just so happened to be my own horse.
2: <laughs> Classic.
5: Yeah, High River was fun. <laughs> and I was wearing a skirt, so it <laughs> I went better. flying through the air in my, my big western skirt. But I got back on and continued my wave lap, and the rodeo went on.
2: <laughs> well, and we're approaching the end of your term here. So what's are what's, what's your, been your favorite rodeo you've been to this summer and come with some of those good moments from this past year?
5: I was just so appreciative to be able to go to so many Canadian rodeos this summer. We had a lot of them back. There were a lot of fresh rodeos that started for the first time this year. We saw a lot of new things at different rodeos, and I went to places that I didn't think that I'd ever... Go to like La Crete, Alberta, <laughs> and that one was a lot of fun if you haven't been to La Crete, check that out uh, there I was especially excited to go back to the Sundry Pro Rodeo because that was that's what I consider my my home rodeo because I was a sundry rodeo queen in the past, and of course the Drayton Valley Pro rodeo because I live there, so just being able to travel around, explore new places, but also visit other towns that I have a connection to and then Continuing with my travels, I got to go to the States a little bit this summer, check some things off the bucket list. I visited Cheyenne and Pendleton and went to the National Western Stock Show last January. Lots of very fun experiences at all of those places.
2: Well, and for those who don't know, you're from Drayton Valley, which also happens to be Ted's hometown. So I wanted to ask you, like, how does it feel to be from the same town as Ted Stoven?
5: <laughs> it's awesome. He's a local celebrity. I'll be Everybody posting something Ted. on Facebook and someone's like, oh, do you know Ted? <laughs> <laughs> don't
2: even care if you're Miss Rodeo Canada. It's like, oh, hey, it's Ted.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and I heard, Ted, did you come to the high school, Frank Maddock High School, to speak a little while ago?
1: No, no, I didn't. I was an imposter. No, I
5: thought I heard something about <laughs> no. that, but I guess not. Was not, not invited Maybe back to my should. own high school. <laughs> I'm sure all the kids at Frank Maddock High School would love to know what you're up to. Uh,
1: they probably don't know who I am.
5: I'm sure they do. You're on the
1: wall of fame, dude. I'm I sure don't there's like quite a few so. cowboy
5: shipball caps Sounds going around up. Frank Maddock yeah. High School.
2: Uh, Brady, you, Ted mentioned earlier how your dad's had a lot of success at the CFR and one of the great Canadian bareback riders you've had. Have you ever felt any pressure to kind of live up to that that name, I guess, and, and kind of have, have the same success?
4: Uh, honestly, no. I mean, I'm just doing it because I love to do it, so I, I'm just going to do it to have fun and then... It'll be what it'll be, and yeah, I mean, it's good having him here because he usually can give me lots of advice and help with stuff, and especially mental things, so that's really good, but um, I kind of just go out and do the best I can do whenever, I, whenever I'm doing my event, so...
2: Well, we can't forget about your mom too, she has a a big influence on you guys, and talk a bit about how much she's helped you and your sister throughout your careers.
4: Yeah, I mean she's helped us a ton, Uh, she's the first person to help us if we need anything. Um, She definitely gets the, mom can you do this, mom can you do that, Uh, can you exercise my horse if I'm not there? Um, So yeah, I mean if we're on the road and there's a horse at home she needs to exercise, she'll do it for us in a heartbeat.
1: Um, I wanted to ask uh, Shelby how you got tricked into spending winter in Canada and then working out outside. This is, that seems like, uh, seems like a bit of a change from Dalhart. No, it's not South Texas, but you, but you, you met Keeley in, in Hobbs, New Mexico, New Mexico Junior College. Then you guys, did you both go to Texas Tech? I don't know that.
3: No. No. Keeley quit after New Mexico <laughs> Junior College.
1: I, I quit too, I came home.
3: <laughs> He's not but, a big guy about school. He, he was done after two years. What did
2: you take in school?
3: Uh, my major is agricultural communications.
2: Okay. Yep. What does that mean?
3: Um, I should be pretty good at speaking on a foot- microphone, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe I need to work on it a little more.
1: Uh, but uh, uh, sorry, where was I going to go with that? You're asking about the Canadian winters. The Canadian winters, yeah. And then working out in, outside. What was like? What what kind of workouts do you do outside in the winter? That, that for for the challenge. That seems really crazy. It's kind of like it's, rocky when, when it's 34 in below. Russia. Yeah, like that's kind of wild.
3: It's not that good of an answer, but I walked for 45 minutes. Like,
1: oh, what are
3: you supposed to do? Yeah, walking still counts. counts. Yeah. Um, and then my indoor workout, I would hit the gym, make it a little more worth my while. But yeah.
1: how do you how do you like it up here so far?
3: It's good. I really like it. Um, we do a lot of fun things all the time. We're a big family that's kind of together all the time. If one of us is around, there's probably six more tagging along. And um, we have an, they have an indoor, so we rope every day and ride. And nothing really changes from summer to winter.
1: I wanted to ask about the horses. That's where I was going with this. So the the barrel racing horses are not breakaway roping horses. But does anybody do? I, I, have, I have no idea here. Does anybody breakaway on their barrel racing horses ever? ever or is that not a? It's not a thing, right? Have you ever been around a barrel horse, Ted? Yeah, not really. <laughs> not really that much, no.
4: Well, actually, I have something to say about this, because my <laughs> yeah. sister's, well, my, my, my barrel horse that I used to barrel race on, um, my sister's actually brake roping on him here. Really? Um, and he is crazy, so um, <laughs> he does have that uh, crazy barrel horse thing, but now he's a brake horse. Uh, he doesn't barrel race anymore, but he's still crazy, so, yeah.
1: But both of you two are both, both trained horses as well, so that's, that's kind of why I wanted to get into this question, because this is what you do every day.
4: Yeah, no, I definitely like to rope on all my barrel horses. I do think it's a great thing for
1: them. Really? So you do do that? Oh, wow. Okay.
4: Yeah, I would
3: agree. Um, Hot Donna actually could probably be a head horse if I didn't run barrels on her. There's a few people that would probably take her and rodeo on her. Really? And then, yeah, Keely likes to rope and do everything on our horses, so they kind of have to figure it all out.
1: Does it calm down the crazy barrel race? (laughs) A A race A little bit or no?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, I guess it just depends on the horse. Like, Donna loves whenever they rope on her. She probably would rather do that than run barrels, honestly.
2: Well, do you think that there there's a difference between having your horse just specialize in the barrel racing rather than having it being able to go out and check cows on it or rope or do whatever that stuff? Do you think it's you have a more well-rounded horse at the end of the day rather than just a horse that runs barrels?
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it, like, makes them more... I guess less crazy when you actually make them <laughs> work instead of just do one thing in the arena. Um, I can't really say much because my barrel horse is kind of strictly a barrel horse, but I would go move cows on her or something like that. I just have never really roped on her. Um, I mean, I've talked to the but not really for, I don't think it would be good for her. I just kind of haven't took the time to make her a head horse. And I mean, she definitely wouldn't make a break with horses, <laughs> not that style.
1: <laughs> so that's Sis. And then was it... Uh, did Kylie's horse win the breakaway horse of the year? Is that right, last night?
4: Uh, that was actually, well, it was the horse I rode all season, but he's oh. actually my boyfriend's horse. Um, I kind of, I didn't ride him all year, but most of the most of the rodeos. Um, and then I also rode my breakaway horse at some that my sister's riding here. <laughs> Confusing, but yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm lost at this point. <laughs> 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 well, well, Ben's a pretty handy fellow too. Like how much does he help you throughout the season and, and keeping your horse in, sh- in shape and all that stuff?
4: Well, I wouldn't really say he helps me keep my horses in shape, <laughs> but he lets me steal his horses, um, so that's good. I mean, his horse is makes my job easy, so it's fun to have a horse that is that nice to ride and just take it, and it's not a big deal.
2: <laughs> well, how many horses do you guys have going at any given time? You got to have kind of a few kind of in the pipeline on top of what you're using at the rodeos.
4: Yeah, uh, Kylie and I have lots of young horses at home um, for what we take on the road. We usually take. It depends on how many rodeos are the weekend, but I have two barrel horses that I'll run in between, like, the rodeos. I'll switch it up a little bit. Um, So usually we kind of just, if we don't have room, we'll just throw one breakaway horse in the trailer, and that's usually mine, and we'll share him. Um, But we don't usually haul the young ones, just usually the
1: rodeo horses. Um, Wacy does a lot of TikTok content about horse (laughs) grills. Just curious if either of you have ever seen any of his uh, videos and ever taken uh, any offense
2: to any of his content. There's nothing to take offense to because it's all true. (laughs) I mean, I'm not
4: much of a TikToker, but I think I've maybe seen like a couple of them and they are pretty funny. But no, I wouldn't take offense. I think it's pretty (laughs) good. I've seen them for sure.
2: Oh, God. What are are your thoughts?
3: I think it's funny you take the time to dress up like that and make a video.
2: (laughs) I literally just grab a dish towel from my stove and put it on my head in a cowboy hat and it's perfect. It's all you need. (laughs) I'm going to go back to Jade budget. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, So you were studying,
1: uh, you have a... You have your bachelor of science in, in agriculture and you have your animal science was your major. That was at the U of A. So we talked earlier and I kind of was like, uh, the first thing I wrote down was what's next, but kind of a bad question, but I wanted to ask if you could create your ideal position job moving forward, what would you do? What, what, what do you want to do when, when you're done uh, after the NFR here in a couple weeks?
5: What do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah,
1: kinda.
5: <laughs> yes, I only told you that was a bad question because I I've been getting that question a lot lately, and I it stresses me out. <laughs> but no, it's a question everybody wants to know, and I wish I had a better answer than I do. But I'm happy that my education is over with, and then I can just move on to to bigger and better things. And hopefully, in the next couple of months, I'll get that ironed out. But if I could do anything, I was working, before I became Miss Rodeo Canada, at a a beef bull stud, and I was working in the semen lab, which is a pretty cool job to look at bull semen all day. I just want to say that. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. And if I could do anything, I would take that and use it in a way to help rodeo. Use it to help create the next generation of great bucking stock. But the problem is, I think our bucking stock is pretty good already. <laughs> so if I could, I would like to go into that that field, I guess, but I don't know if there's the demand for that, especially in the bovine world. I think with bucking horses, there's a bit more of opportunity in trying to disseminate the great genetics that we have in Canada across the world. but. The problem is that uh, horse genetics are a little bit harder to work with. The science behind it isn't quite the same as beef. So if I could do anything, I would find a way to incorporate myself into that. But for now, I think I just want to stick to working in the beef industry, which is what I'm really passionate about.
1: You mentioned that the the beef industry and the horse industry are different that way. What what is the difference? I don't don't know that.
5: Just the biology of the, the... gametes, the (laughs) the different reproductive cells that the different species have. Bovine semen survives a lot better than horse semen does. (laughs) And I'm sure these girls have had some experience with that if they did any horse breeding. It just doesn't freeze the same, it doesn't keep the same, and you can't ship it across the world as easy as you can with bovine semen.
1: Is that because of the beef industry where, where they're shipping stuff everywhere where it's not, not really the same with the horses? Is that kind of part of the... No, I'm sure they would love to do it with
5: horses if it was easier, but it just doesn't survive as well because of the biology of the,
1: really? the semen. So, so Storm mentioned uh, she works in the horse racing industry, and they have to take racehorses to Kentucky for live breeding? Just thoroughbreds, okay. But that's... It seems kind of bizarre to have to do that, but now, now I kind of get exactly why. I exactly, mean, because understand.
5: a live cover is just a lot easier in the wow. horse industry than, than trying to AI something with semen that has come from somewhere else. One, One thing we up, got up that,
2: up that episode with Jimmy and Yellowstone, where he's at the four sixes and has to help the vets out when they're doing some oh, live yeah. cover. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we didn't get to yet, Wacey, did you, did you know it's Jaden's birthday today? What? Really? You want to sing you happy birthday?
5: Thank you very much. Yeah, we had breakfast this morning. I didn't even know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were my breakfast date for Jeez, my birthday. I'm sorry. I didn't even That's know it was okay. your birthday. I'm
2: so rude. It's also Brinson's birthday today, too. Oh, it's true, yeah. Dang. Well, happy birthday, though, Jaden.
5: Thank you very much. And the cool thing is that I actually spent my very first CFR was a week after I was born. And my aunt was running to be Miss Rodeo Canada. So last year was kind of a full circle moment for Whoa. me because I started the Miss Rodeo Canada competition the day of my birthday. So. It worked out in my favor, I guess, but it's just a really cool story to get to take with me now.
1: So Miss Rodeo Canada for you was meant to be after, after Sundry, right? You were Miss Rodeo Sundry. The a spider then, on your neck. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Halloween's over. Uh, but you, uh, you were Miss Rodeo Sundry, then uh, ran for Miss Rodeo Canada last year.
5: Exactly. So I was actually Miss Rodeo Sundry back in 2018. Oh, wow. But with the pandemic, they actually changed the rules a little bit so that I could still run, even though two years had already elapsed, just to give the girls who were title holders before the opportunity to still run for Miss Rodeo Canada. They changed the rules a little bit, and I don't think we've actually changed them back. So you can have a title and wait a little bit longer to run, and you can also be a little bit older now than before the pandemic.
2: Good real changes. (laughs) Um, Shelby and Brady, kind of touching on the horse genetic side of things, how important is pedigree when you guys are looking at barrel horses and breakaway horses and just ones you want to bring into your string?
3: I think it's becoming more and more prominent, honestly. I really love how my barrel horse is bred, and if I could have five of her, that's exactly what I would want. Um, Keely and I just bought a stud, actually, and he's cow bred, and it's exactly how Keely wanted him to be bred, so I think it just comes down to what you want, but it does play a big role in
4: the kind of animal they are. Yeah, I would have to agree with Shelby. Um, I mean, for me, I think, like, I'm, I'm not on specific breeding or whatever, I kind of think it's like a nice horse is a nice horse, um, it's nice to start with good breeding because then you have higher chances of having a nicer horse. Um, but I'm not, for barrel racing, I'm not specific on what I want. Um, I think there's lots of nice studs and there's lots of nice horses out there.
2: So when you talk about the cow, the cow bred horses or Ted mentioned the thoroughbred horses, like how often do you factor that part of it into selecting a barrel horse or again, like a breakaway type horse? What is going on over there? I wanna go be part of it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Like for me, I think like the cow run cross is really cool. Um, I think e- easily a cow run cross can be a barrel horse. Um, I think it's super fun to have a bit of both. Um, sometimes you need a little run. Too much run, they're harder. Um, some cows, obviously cow bred horses can be too. Um, but yeah, I I do like the cow run cross. Shall we? I would say the same thing, honestly. Um, it kind of
3: I think tones the horse down a little bit. You get both of run and some mind with it, so it works out pretty good. Do
2: you guys have a color preference?
4: I don't. Um, not really,
2: no. And then we talked about this in the last episode of Cowboy Shit or the podcast. Do you think that paint horses and Appaloosas get a bad rap in the rodeo slash barrel racing world?
5: I do. <laughs> I actually, I grew up showing Appaloosa horses, Damn. and it was kind of cool because when I went to my first high school rodeo and tried to barrel race, everybody knew me as the girl with the colorful horse. Stand out. you <laughs> did, and we didn't do very well, so that didn't help Appaloosa's cause, I guess, but yeah, kind of interesting. I noticed that there aren't too many out there, but my horse would love to be a barrel horse if I let him do it more. He wasn't too into the queen thing. <laughs>
1: I wanted to ask you about that though on the contestant side of thing and what your experience was. So it was the high school rodeos and in the barrel racing and maybe a couple other events? I don't, I don't know the, your, your history there.
5: Uh, yeah, so I didn't rodeo very competitively. As a young person, I made it to one high school rodeo in District 3. (laughs) And after that, my high school rodeo career was over, but I did junior rodeo in the Drayton Valley area. We have a really good program with the Brazu Junior Rodeo Association, and they do all of the timed events for the kids, ages six to 14, I think, and it's a really good place to start, and there are a lot of kids that competed there that went on to do well in the high school ranks and the college ranks, and some of them are now even pro.
1: Who who put that together? I forget about I forgot about that, but I think my parents have helped out a little bit.
5: Uh, a little bit, honestly, Ted. I don't I don't remember who that was, but I was. I
1: think Amber Hines, it, like Clayton Hines' daughter. Was she not involved she might or had, have had
5: involved? Yes, a little bit to do with that.
1: There's a huge area there though in Drayton. It, it's a great setup that way. So yeah.
5: lots of horse people around, and people came from communities surrounding. It was a cool place to start and to grow up.
2: So was, was Miss Rodeo Canada always on the radar for you though, or was it kind of just a spur of the moment type thing?
5: No, it's always been the plan, Really? Nice. <laughs> except for there was a moment where I forgot about that plan. Uh, it wasn't until, so I, I all through my younger years I, I knew that I wanted to be a rodeo queen one day, I just didn't know what that was going to look like, and I was very active in 4-H as a young person, so we did a lot of public speaking in different events like that there, and I've always loved to ride. And I kind of lost track of that goal in high school because I started doing other cool things. My family shows cattle competitively. We have Speckle Park cattle, more colorful animals. And I really enjoyed that. And like I said, I showed horses for a while. So it wasn't until college that I decided I should maybe act on my rodeo queen dreams. So I approached the Sundry Pro Rodeo competition and I was able to bring that crown to Miss Rodeo Canada. So. I've loved every minute of it, and I'm glad that I got the opportunity that I've always wanted.
1: I had one more thing wrote down here for you, Jaden. I, I wanted to ask, uh, what did they not tell you about before uh, before you were Miss Rodeo Canada? There's a <laughs> lot of like preparation, and a lot of things you got to get get ready for it. But what what were you not prepared for? What did they not tell you about?
5: Exactly. There's a lot of clinics that go. A lot of different people have things to say about being a rodeo queen, and lots of. People put on clinics and there's books that you can buy, if you can imagine, that are just full of information and potential questions that you're going to be asked and lists of things that you should have with you at the pageant. But I think mostly what I wasn't prepared for was just becoming Miss Rodeo Canada and then being on my own. I travel by myself all year long and I don't have somebody that I can call immediately if I have a problem because my board members have jobs of their own. So just being able to be independent and be resourceful and figure things out and learning who my allies were in the rodeo world, and there are a lot of them. We are very fortunate as rodeo queens to have a lot of people in our corner that believe in what we do and wanna help us be the representatives that we wanna be. So I think just learning how to reach out to those people and let them know when you need help.
2: How do you, how do you make sure that you're like your mental health is taken care of, and you know, your social battery stays charged. You have you have to be on all the time, which is which can be taxing.
5: You do, and to be honest, I'm more of a introverted kind of a person. And but that's the thing is, I just have to make sure that I'm taken care of first, and I. I found a good way to balance everything this year, I think, and I never felt like I was too overwhelmed, and there's always people in our rodeo world that are willing to help you, and everybody understands if you need to just take a break or take a day and just lay low before going back out and doing your thing, but honestly, the thing that charges my social battery the most is just being reminded of why I love being Miss Rodeo Canada. And that to me is getting to communicate with young people. So sometimes at a rodeo my favorite part is just going into the grandstands and talking to people and seeing the smiles that I can put on a little girl's face and that reminds me of why I'm doing this and makes me want to do more of it.
2: Um, Shelby, we were talking a bit about your being in Alberta and being a Canadian kind of full time these days. What has been your favorite thing to do in Canada outside of going to rodeos and all the stuff you guys do usually at home?
3: We don't really do much besides (laughs) ride horses and hang out together. I don't know. Have
2: you got on the ski hill
1: though? Like is there any winter sports or hockey uh, or skating? I hate or hate I'm skiing. I'm a bad
3: sport about skiing. I hate being <laughs> bad about something, bad at something. So getting me on the ski hill is the first challenge and keeping a smile on my face is the second. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are What are you two most looking forward to? Or, or all three this. We'll start with you, Brady. But what are you most looking forward to this week? It's your third qualification for the CFR, second time here at the finals. Um, Shelby, it's your fourth. Jaden, it's kind of your second kind of? I guess kind of probably kind 20, of sort of maybe. 20th though, because you've probably been every year too. But, but uh, yeah, what, what are you most looking forward to this week?
4: Um, I, I mean, just being here, it's a great experience and it's so much fun. I think even no matter how many times you would be here, um, I'm sure somebody who's been here lots could probably uh, agree with me but it's just super fun to be able to make it here because I mean, you you all year long to get here and obviously everybody doesn't, so it's, it's pretty special to be here. Um, so kind of just gonna go enjoy it and have fun and um, just yeah, enjoy the moment. Shelby. Uh, I think my favorite part is just getting to be here
3: too as well like and our whole family's here so that makes it even better to get to share and the wins and the losses with each other and kind of pick each other back up. That's my favorite part is to
5: have family. Jaden? I've always come to CFR to see the people that I don't get to see the rest of the year. It's always been a great place to run into whoever. And last year we didn't really get that. It looked a little bit different and there weren't as many people around. So I'm looking forward to seeing all those faces that I maybe haven't got to interact with in the last couple of years. And, of course, I'm also looking forward to putting this crown on another lucky young lady's hat on Friday night.
1: So the other part of that, though, is that you're not done until the last night of the NFR. So you got 10 days there. And new this year is you get to... uh You actually get to ride in the arena on, just on Canada Night or every night now?
5: Just on Canada Night, but we are so lucky. The Miss Radio Canada organization is just over the moon because the NFR has asked us to be a part of their production again, and we, I get to be in the arena for Grand Entry on Canada Night.
1: So the second Thursday, good to see Jaden make a lap. I remember, I don't remember if I said anything, or I remember being pretty disappointed though that that they had a picture of you on the screen and I think, well, they just mentioned you with a picture and I was like, well, it takes the same amount of time to do that as it does to make a quick lap. around like, the arena, yeah, it's come on, arena there. Come on, people, so I'm glad to hear it's back.
5: Yeah, and our past queens have done a really good job of making those connections and meeting the right people and letting everybody know that we deserve to be there just like Miss Rodeo America does and that I am super grateful for, the hard work of those girls in the past that have made our presence known.
1: You, you mentioned p- meeting people, and I can imagine you probably met thousands this year, but some of those connections and, you know, like with Alicia, she's working for, I think, the Longhorn Crew in Dawson Creek, which she probably met while she was on the tour. So there's probably a lot of uh, connections you've met that way that can, you know, probably help you down the road, or you might work for them at some point, or there might be somebody you work with at some point, who knows? But that's a huge benefit of being with absolutely. Service Canada, isn't it?
5: Absolutely. Yes. I, the connections I've made, absolutely irreplaceable, and... If I could give advice to any young woman, it's just to, if you have a dream, pursue it. You never know where it's going to take you. And honestly, you never know who you're going to meet anywhere that you're at. Take the time to talk to all sorts of different people because everybody comes from different walks of life and you don't know where those opportunities could lead.
1: Who's your pick to win this year?
5: I'm not allowed to answer that question, but I honestly don't have an answer to that question because I think all three of our contestants this year are absolutely fantastic, and the CPRA would be lucky to have them as their representative.
2: Anything else, Waze? Well, I think we could, we could go down the line and get some definitions of our favorite word while if we're you here. Want, yeah. Yeah. So, so a question we ask all of our guests on, on the show, we'll go start down the line, what is your definition of cowboy shit, Brady? Or cowgirl, if you could. Or cowgirl, yes. Oh, it's the hardest question of the whole ball. day, I swear.
4: Yeah, you couldn't have started at Miss Rory Canada. No, She's you gotta start first. You gotta me. start and then first. I could know what I was no, say. you
2: can't take from her.
4: <laughs> um, I don't know, honestly. I guess you, you guys have come up here and have a lot of fun and enjoy it and ask fun questions. And I mean, I've loved being up here, so thank you guys for having me.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks for being part of it. Yeah, Shelby, what what would you call cowgirl shit?
3: Gosh, I don't know. I think Brady's pretty cowgirl, so. <laughs> Seriously, she can, she's good true. at everything very true. she does. Yeah. I think she's a good example. Thank you
5: again for having us. You bet. Jaden? Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I should have been prepared to answer this question because I've listened to enough episodes of your podcast. And I think that cowboy... I don't know if I'm allowed to say cowboy shit. But we won't <laughs> I'm gonna tell, gonna we won't tell anyway. anybody. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> um, that's just... There are so many different unique people in our Western industry that each bring something different to rodeo and agriculture and the Western way of life and just being able to bring your flair to what you love and to be a part of this community is cowboy shit. Hell yeah. And if you can do it with a, a smile on your face and make some lasting memories while you're doing it, then you're doing it right.
2: Amen to that.
1: Well, thanks everybody for being here once again. Miss Rodeo Canada for 2022, Jaden Calvert and uh, Shelby Spielman, Whiteside. Thanks, everybody, for being here. He's my partner here on the show, Wait, Wacey Anderson. I'm Ted Stilwell. Thank you to Jaden Calvert, Miss Rodeo Canada 2022, Carly Whiteside, who ended up being the ladies all around champion of Canada 2022 and Shelby Spielman who
2: she won two uh, rounds.
1: Yeah. She was not the barrel racing champion, but, uh, but still pretty solid week there for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you all enjoyed the show. We've got uh, a few more of these coming up. We unfortunately missed one of them. Uh, we missed half of what Ricky Tiki, Colby. Yeah, Wanchuk, the, and
2: they're one of the best ones, one of the best
1: <laughs> ones. We had the biggest live crowd though. So I guess more people would have saw that one with on the live side. Cause there's some uh, motiv-
2: motivation for folks to come check us out next time we're live somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got to say too, that that, that, uh, challenge that Shelby did was unbelievable to go and like not drink 75 for, hard. Yeah. Yeah. 75 days and work out twice a day. Like that was some intense stuff. So mm-hmm. impressive and motivating. And, uh, I haven't done, I don't, I guess I don't have any, what do you call I don't have any, uh, of those new year's resolution things, but we all have goals we want to set out to do and got to write some more down for this mm. year but
2: anyways as we settle into 2023
1: yeah
0: here we are mm. Mm.
2: um so teddy the other day i was thinking about um i watched i think it was a, a video came across my page about like live golf and how it kind of the guys get paid more to go to less events and i was wondering if we could draw some parallels between that and maybe the wcra like rc laningham winning that million dollars after going to those that few events like yeah <clears throat> there's got to be a way for for rodeo to kind of have the similar type model as, as the live golf or.
1: Well, I don't know if there's any Saudi Saudi people that want to yeah.
2: sponsor rodeo
1: for <laughs> billions of dollars. I'm not sure if that's is mm-hmm. the same,
2: but even, but even so, but just like the, not saying it's exactly the same or there's gotta be ways for us to like the, the W street is a good example of showing how you can go to less events and win more money.
1: Yeah, maybe, but so far. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know what to say. I mean, well, if you want to go that way, you could say Uh it's similar right now, honestly, between the PBR and the PRCA. Uh And it it was probably a similar uh, kind of... uh, There's probably similar... What what am I trying to say? Similar friction when the the PBR split off. And I bet Uh you that if we ask those guys back that question, you know, the Cody, Snyder, like, I guess he wasn't competing when they split off as much. But, like, if we really dove into that I bet there would have been some crazy huge friction at the time uh-huh, people uh-huh. being like thinking they're traitors and you know um but but on the golf side I don't really know enough about it though Wacey uh-huh. like I, I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what they're trying to go for what those guys like if there's if the PGA makes all the money and the guys don't make enough or if they don't want to have fees if they don't have their like if they want to have their travel paid like I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the demands are I haven't read into it enough on what they're what their goal is, like what the goal with live was, or if it's just another uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. different league, cause it's kind of a monopoly. Like, cause the other side of it is that the PGA's paid way more this year. So something was going on to where they, you know, something changed. So
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, it's, been, it's been interesting to see how it's all played out. And now seeing like the live players getting invited to the masters. That's a huge thing. Like they're able well, to Cause the masters
1: it. is, is not a PGA event, right? No, It's, it's open. Yeah. Yeah, so which is kind of wild too. That's almost like the, well, it's almost like America. Calgary. How Calgary was, yeah, yeah. the American, <laughs> yeah. right? It's it's kind of a similar idea where it's, I don't know if you call the it, like, it's best. like a Switzerland kind of thing, or it's best of the best, where, you know, that because the PGA is honestly, it's it's been devalued by the Live guys going off the other way, but I haven't seen as much on the Live side lately, and it seems like those guys are pretty pissed at Greg Norman for some reason, mm-hmm. like Rory McIlroy for sure, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'd be curious for somebody to give me a shout about that. Cause I, I don't know much, mm-hmm. but it's interesting.
2: interesting. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, I bet you it was similar at the time with the, yeah, but it and, makes,
2: makes sense. Yeah, And it was
1: exactly like it was with the ERA. Remember the ERA and oh, people yeah, were getting yeah. like, uh Hiss. Trevor Brazile got like, I don't know, It probably caused part of his retirement because, you know, kind of forced him a bit of an early retirement. Cause he went off and did that. And there was lawsuits and, you know, cause the PRCA is, Kind of has a monopoly on the rodeo side of things too, uh-huh, right? So, uh-huh. um, I don't know, man. I'm not sure what to say on that. Interesting times in both, and I mean, there's probably less friction on the rodeo side now, but have hmm. we really got anywhere better lately because of the PRCA? I don't think so. I don't know,
2: man. Yeah, I mean, like I guess looking at the past NFR, there's been some good things happened with the amount of money people have won, but but it's has still sport. Too, has, this, has the sport hot, actually Has heavy. the sport actually grown? Probably not that much.
1: I think it's regressed because now we're on a, like, what do you call it? Like we're on a, we're on a network that only goes mm-hmm. to Cowboys and you have to yeah. subscribe. Mm-hmm. We used to be on CBS sports network. The one that's growing is the PBR. Mm-hmm. Take a look around. They sold out Madison square garden. When's the last time a rodeo sold out a major <laughs> venue that wasn't a rodeo arena. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's so, a good point.
1: Yeah. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nice man. Yeah. Well, on, or, speaking, speaking
2: of, uh, speaking of, speaking uh, of, of Augusta. I saw a good "Would You Rather" of for both of us being kind of golf guys. Would you uh Would you rather um play one round at Augusta and never be able to go back, or get tickets to the final Saturday and Sunday of the Masters for the rest of your life?
1: I think I would go. I would go to the tournament.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it'd think be so. I'd be hard man. It'd be cool so. to play the course though. Like, pretty. Yeah, badass. but you get
1: to walk it. I think getting to walk it and be there for like the guys that really play it well would probably be
2: mind yeah. boggling
1: and go every year. It'd be totally different. It'd be a lot of work to go every
2: year would be
1: to get to, to, uh, Augusta,
2: Georgia every,
1: every April would be, <laughs> be, our pretty friend, awesome. uh, David sharp. Yeah. Go see David and go watch some golf. It'd be pretty cool, man. But yeah, yeah, I would, I would have to go. What do you think? What would you do?
2: I don't know, man. I, I would, it, I, I would lean to playing it just because it'd be really cool to like play the course and whatever. But again, being able to go to the championship every week, every time, like every year it'd be hard to beat.
1: Man, crazy story that I totally forgot to tell a long time ago. Uh, but NFR, uh, I went to the I went to the uh, Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame golf tournament, and I was having breakfast and I was talking with this guy and just kind of sat down and um, just I don't know, just was trying to meet people, right, and trying mm-hmm. to not be, you know, just trying to meet some folks. And I get to I get talking with this guy and uh and he gets talking he's like yeah i'm a, i'm actually a caddy at a at a at augusta and i was like what and i was kind of mind blown i was like what really and he's like yeah i'm a golf pro and uh so i did i'm just looking up on instagram now and he's this two-time state champion augusta national caddy he's a plus 4.9 handicap Damn. um yeah so he like gets invited to lots of tournaments to play with different people and it turns out that Charlie Sampson's brother is a caddy at an at Augusta too at the ma like at, at Augusta. Oh, like, cool. Year round. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Sampson, his brother. World champion nice. bull rider. Yeah, I had Ooh. no idea. So uh Very so cool. I saw Charlie at the like at that thing we did, the Wrangler, like the Hay Now, mm-hmm. the show. And Charlie's wearing a master shirt. I didn't think too much of it. And then I was like, holy shit, no, that's like his brother's the damn he's a caddy. That's head. cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was the coolest. So so there's like uh one degree of Augusta maybe there now, separation but yeah but like <laughs> i don't know how it would ever work to play over there i think you have like he was explaining it to me that like the membership isn't as crazy as we might think like it might be like a fifty thousand dollar like membership once you buy it. like so it's not mm. not unattainable but the people you have to be around to like get in to be close and then you gotta like i
2: don't know yeah if you have
1: to live close by or i don't know but he said the people that are terrible at golf the golf there
2: because he's got, got the, the money, money. For them, right yeah. yeah yeah it's funny the <laughs> kind of um, wild i was i saw this video like a couple of years ago and there's this guy doing a prank call to like the masters pro shop or the augusta pro shop during the masters trying to book a tea
6: time
2: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and he just like put the poor like whoever's working the pro shop in an absolute blender because he's like he like was being oblivious to like the the, the masters not going on but it was so funny him trying to like book a tea time during the tournament. it was awesome oh wow oh wow! yeah uh good stuff cool.
1: Yeah, so um, I would have to go, I would do that. But like, uh, I don't know. I'm just glad to play. Could we went to uh like the launch pad the other day too? Pretty fun time. It's a go spot. Some balls, yeah, it's yeah, cool. In the wintertime yeah.
2: up here, but looking yeah, forward man. to the golf season, man.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, we'll uh catch up soon here, Wace. We'll see you in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh thanks and say have a good dinner. We'll uh have a good night. We'll we'll see you in a couple days.
2: Yeah, see you in a few days, man. Safe travels to hey. old Dallas. Don't forget thanks, to check man. us out on the the social medias. Cow like, Wish it Official. Yeah. Oh we're yeah. We're around we're, work,
1: we're working on a new website too, for some new stuff. So we're going to have some new stuff on the site, like in the next few weeks kind of thing. I don't have a for sure date on it yet waste, but, uh, but stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. We're working on it. So, uh, thanks for listening everybody. This is cowboy shit with Ted and Wasey. We appreciate you checking us out. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. All right. Bye.
6: 17 When you play against the dealer, you know that they are alright with you. They never leave your young woman alone with your friend.